Today's blot is Davchov Tesk Amar Aleph. We're up to Davchov Chesna based on the bottom. Basically, we learned Abu Adishmul, who said that if you're forced to eat matzis, till you because mitzvahs don't eat kavana. And Rabbi says if you play music using the shayfar as a melody, as a, as a musical instrument, and, this, and the proper sounds came out, you eat because it's a Davish mitzvahs ain't sichas kavana. So now the Gemara brings Amalet Abzeda. Abzeda says the Shema Yavzeda said to his Gabbai, Ichavin Bitokali, I want you to have me in mind when you blow Shaifer. Alma Kasavar, we see from here he holds, Mashmia Boy Kavana, to have someone else in mind, you need Kavana. Now, the simple shot seems to be that Abzeda holds that mitzvahs need Kavana. Since mitzvahs need kavanah intention, so also the mashmiya needs a two kavanas, one to be yoytze the mitzvah, plus to have other people in mind as well. So in other words, that Rabzeid is arguing with Igmar before, and therefore the big machayk is Roshayinim is the halacha, mitzvahs do need kavanah, mitzvahs don't need kavanah. Other Roshayin learned that mitzvahs don't need kavanah, and Rabzeid actually is not discussing whether the mitzvah needs kavanah. He's discussing merely if the, the baltakeya needs to have in mind the other people. And it's not a question of kavana for the mitzvah, it's more a question of why is it that I can be made to you? Am I made to you because I'm your shliach, or am I made to you because shemeya ka'ina, which is that when you listen as if you're doing it yourself. If it's shemeya ka'ina, then it's all about the person who is listening, that he has to, this person has to have in mind, and is yaitzah. The mashmiya doesn't really have to have you in mind because it doesn't matter. He's blowing a shaper of a mitzvah, and you have a mind that's good enough. But if you learn that it's a dinah shlichus, that the blowing a shaper is an agent or a, uh, you know, a proxy doing it on behalf of the worst person listening, then he, then he has to be has to have a mind that he's a shlich. So therefore, if you hold that it's a dinah shlichus, then they say the reason why Abzeida said this gabai, have me in mind, is not because mitzvah ni kavana, but because shlichus ni kavana. You have to have me in mind. So, but really, mitzvahs themselves don't need kavana, and the halach is mitzvahs don't need kavana. And Abzeid is not arguing with the previous Gemara. But if you learn that it's merely Shemeya Ka'ina, so why does do I, the, why does the Baal have to have the other person in mind? There must be an extension of mitzvahs tzichas kavana. That's not, it's not enough that he has kavana for himself to do a mitzvah. If, he's, if someone else is included in that mitzvah, then he has to also have kavana, then that person is included in the mitzvah. This is part of mitzvahs tzichas kavana, which means Abzeid argues with the previous Gemara. And the Allah is that mitzvahs need kavana. Okay, these are the two ways of learning this Gemara here. But let's continue. Make last question. We learned you walk by a shape, you show the annex to a shape, you heard the sound of the shape of the sound of Megillah. So it says, it depends. If you had a mind, fine. But the question is, so what if you have a mind? You're standing outside and you have a mind to be Yatsa, but the person reading the Megillah doesn't know you're even there. The person reading the Megillah, the person blowing the Shefet does not have you in mind. You're outside. How can you be Yaitse? And you just said, Abzeda just said that the person doing it has to have a mind. Says the Gemara, a Chazan or a Balkaid is very different. They don't have every individual person in mind. They know that they're reading the Megillah not just for themselves, but for anybody else who wants to join in. So therefore, there's a general inclusion. You're thinking about everybody. Okay, Toshma, come in here. Um, a brisa that we learned yesterday, where it said, "Niskaven What happens if the person listening had kavanah, but the person generating the sound did not? The person generating sound had kavanah, not the person listening. Ad 
until the person who's listening and the person who's generating noise both have corona. So ketoni mashmia dumia So we are learning. It seems to me we're comparing the two cases: the one who is the 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 kekeya with the person listening. In what way? Mashmia shemeya lots. But it seems that both are said just like the one listening he has to just think about himself. Ask mashmia. So to the one who's making the noise has to listen, has to uh, think only about himself. And it says that Yotze, you are Yotze. So we see clearly from here that he doesn't have to take out the word loy. And we see from here that Yotze, you are Yotze, that the only person who he has to have in mind, even the one who's blowing the shepherd, is himself and nobody else. Not like Rabbi Zayda said, please have me in mind. <clears throat> The Gemara, um, um, so, but the gears of the is So, according to this gears, so the question, the same question, but the chat is layotza. If he did not have himself in mind, the mashmia, the balkara, or the balfake, but if he had himself in mind, good enough for everybody. You don't have to have anything else in mind, so that's good enough. Um, And the Bulagon learns the Pshat is it says Lo and the Pshat is that the Mashmia it says on Lo Yachid Lo In other words, if the Balkaida does not have a mind, the Mitzvah, the, the, the Lo Yotzer, he is not Yotzer, but the person listening is Yotzer. So we see that the person making the noise does not even see the other person. The Yaakov Emma says it's impossible. That's what he's written here on the side. Hagoyz Marav Ranchberg. Rabbi Yaakov Emma says it's impossible. That's the shot. The villain never would have said it because if the mashmia did not have um, kavana, then he wouldn't be. Then, then, and 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 therefore he's not yotzei. Then neither would the shemeya be yotzei because the shemeya is not hearing a, a key of a mitzvah. Um, you're right. That each one only has to have doesn't have to have anybody else in mind. If only two people, then definitely the bonus blowing the shepherd has to have specifically in mind the other person. Mishnah. Interesting, this is a Mishnah. Well, since we're talking about Kavana, the Rambam writes, since we're talking about Kavana, how important it is in tension, so we're continuing here talking about the idea of Kavana. It's not so much what you're doing, it's more the Kavana. Moshe lifted his hand to Gavi Yisrael, the Eden were victorious. Pichiyadosh of Moshe, Oysa Muhammad, what the hands of Moshe did Muhammad. Oysa Muhammad, or break with wars. Elalemelach, cold Moshe, it's like the Lemaila. When Moshe lifted his hand, symbolically, everyone lifted their eyes to the Abishta. As long as Eden turned to Hashem, Umishabdi, Miss Libam Lavi, and Shavashmayam, and they committed themselves to serve Hashem, Hoyim, Miss Gabdin, they were triumphant. Vim Lav, but if they did not look up towards Hashem, Hoyin Neiflim, like Bar Kochva, Hoyin Neiflim, they fell apart. At the Eden, he made himself over there a copper snake, and you lift it on a tree, and then everyone should look up there. And anyone was bitten by these flying snakes, he would look at the snake at the tree, and he would live. Would that particular snake can give life or not? A little bit man, she saw him like loving my limb. As long as he didn't look upwards towards the heaven, they must leave him lavi and shabbish mayim. I messed up and they were cured. They fall apart. Again, we see from here, it's the kavana that, that is behind it, which plays an essential role.
Just like I said before, you happen to hear, to hear a Megillah in Kivan Libra. Then the mission goes back to Halacha. These three people ain't mighty, and it's a Ramich, and they cannot be mighty other people since they themselves don't have the mitzvah. They cannot fulfill the mitzvah of, of other people because that's how the rule is. Kosher, Einam, anybody who themselves are not obligated. They cannot be mighty other people. When it says Chedesh, there's an argument where Chedesh means somebody who's deaf and dumb, or even somebody just deaf. So in all other mitzvahs, he's liable, he's responsible. But when it comes to Shafer, since he have to hear, and he can hear, maybe he's potter, even though he can blow. Because it proves that the whole, um, it depends if you learn how the mitzvah is to blow the Shafer, mitzvah is to listen to the sound of the Shafer. Because there are two versions of what the bracha is. Is it L'shmoyakos Shafer? Or Altkia Shafer. Our version is L'shmoyakos Shafer. The mitzvah is to listen. And therefore, a cheresh who can't listen doesn't have the mitzvah. We learned everybody's obligated in blowing shaifer. And so this price actually sounds that the mitzvah is to blow. It doesn't say hakochayom bishmias ko shaifer. It says hakochayom betkia shaifer. Sounds like the mitzvah is to actually blow the shaifer. And that's those who shame will hold that, bring this as a proof. Koyanim Levim, Yisraelim, Gaydim, also converts, Babon, Jechrodim, slaves that have been freed, which again, they're like converts, but they're forced converts. Bitumtum, somebody who has a, a skin overgrown, the gentle area, so we cannot tell the term if they're male or female. And if you cut it open, then you would see that could be a male, could be a female. Or androgynous, androgynous, which is a separate entity, they're both. They have both signs. Somebody who had two masters and one of them set him free, one of them didn't, so he's half a slave, half not. The part that's a slave is, 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 is exempt from the mitzvah, like a woman is exempt from these mitzvahs because they're time-bound mitzvahs, and the part that's free is, is, is chayiv. So this is as follows. Tumtum cannot make them, cannot blow the shape for anybody else because they don't know. Maybe I'm a, I'm a female and the other one is a male. And is mighty as Dragonus can blow the shape for another Dragonus because they both have the same halachic status, whatever it's a subject, what the status is, because they have both signs, but they have they're both equal. So you can be mighty, and if I'm a male, so I'm mighty. If I'm a female, well, we don't, it doesn't matter anyway. cannot blow for somebody who's not, not like him. Here the is somebody who's half slave and half not. Not only he cannot be mighty anybody else because part of him is exempt, he cannot even be mighty himself. Why not? Ain't mighty lay as and he, and, and he cannot make to himself, but the reason is because, it part, as we'll see later on, because he, um, the half of him is, is exempt, and he's listening to a, a full mishaifer that half of the sound is exempt. Therefore, he cannot even be made to himself. So when he analyzes, oh, I've been learning hakachem, because everyone has to blow shaifer, obviously, why shouldn't, because he hanim levin chayvim, mamna chayvim, tell me, koyin levin chayvim, don't have to blow, then who does have to blow? Says you no. Koyin mitzvah is a chiddush above koyin. Salgar never thought. Hoyel tivet says you can tour yilachem. Man the lesser elibit kidechadiyem. Only not somebody who has a mitzvah blowing shofar once a year should blow on shofar as well. Who the mechay koyin every day in the base of mikdash when they brought kabbalas they blew shofar. So maybe they're exempt from rosh hashanah because they don't need to blow a specific day shofar. Every day they blow shofar. You have to blow on your shape for aim Why would you even think so? Because they blow every day. Over there by Kabonis, Hosam Khatsaitis. Over there by Kabonis, they blow the trumpets. Here we're blowing shape. So why would you think Kainim is exempt? Ella says we needed Salkan, we would have thought. 
Hoyu with Tanan, since we learned in the Mishnah a few days ago. Shove Hayavel Rishonah, that Yavel is equal to Rishonah, to the number of blows that you have to blow the brachas into the Shmanes of nine brachas. So I would have thought, man, the Isay bin Mitzvah, the Yavel, those who are included in the Mitzvah of Yavel, fine. Isay bin Mitzvah, I was included in the Mitzvah of Rishonah. But when it comes to this Kainim, Hoyavel, less than Mitzvah, they don't have that, their properties don't have to go back to the masters. To the original owners on your able. Now we learned Koyim Levim. This is Rashi's version, others are different. They can sell forever. They can always redeem it. They can always redeem it. We know there's a law you cannot make something hegdish before Yevo within two years of Yevo. Nor can you redeem after Yevo less than a year because the person who bought it has to have some benefit from it. But we learned when it comes to Kainim, they can make, they can sanctify whenever they want, and they can redeem it straight away. Um, and so, so therefore, we see they have different rules of Yevo. Aima <clears> b'mizrashana loy lechayvos, so maybe they're not including Shana as well. Shalom that they are. Misha chetzia eved chetzia ben Chayin ainu moiti loy esmina v'loisha ainu moiti. I'm going to laugh in moiti. I'm going to want to say, but he can blow for himself. Why can't the, the one who's half a slave and half free blow for others? You can't have the side, the anger, the, the side of slavery, the slave, and to be mighty the side of freedom. So even for himself, when he's blowing shaifer, part of that sound is being blown by someone who's So therefore, when he's listening, he's listening to only a partial chiv dika sound. He's not yet. Elam Rav Nachman, Afla Atzmi Ein Meitzi. He cannot be Meitzi himself either. Tanya Nachman with Eshlul the Brisa. Me Shechetzi Eved Shechetzi Ben Chayin. Afla Atzmi Ein Meitzi. Cannot be Meitzi. Tell you more for another important halacha. Tony, we were thought this halacha belongs in brachas. It's actually here. Tony, Ava Bered and Azeda. We know the din is that you can Meitzi other people for a mitzvah. Right. Once I'm doing the mitzvah, I can also have in mind others. What about if I already did the mitzvah? I already made kiddush. Can I make kiddush again for somebody who didn't make kiddush? And the answer is yes. And why is that? So Tony Ava Bereid Abzeda Ava, interesting name. Ava, the son of Abzeda, learned Kol Habrochas Kulan, all the brachas by mitzvahs. Afa Pisha Yotza, even though I already fulfilled my mitzvah, mighty, I can be mighty. And why is that? As Rashi explains, all the Jews are responsible for each other, and therefore. And therefore, so the Shining explained, as long as you did not do your mitzvah, then I haven't completed my mitzvah because I'm responsible in your mitzvah. So my mitzvah hasn't been fully completed. So therefore, when I am now making a kiddush for you, I'm really making kiddush for myself to fulfill my obligation of being responsible for you to make sure you do your obligation. We also know when it comes to birchas hanenim, brachas for eating, over there, we say that I can have your mind. If I'm making a bracha and then you're in a meeting and you're in the same time, I can have your mind. If we're sitting down together, there's a whole, all these different conditions. But if I'm not eating the bread, I'm just making mitzi for you, I cannot do that because I'm not responsible. Don't eat. What's that you have to eat? So our question now is, what about the birchas and then in, in the mitzvah? For example, Kiddush has in it a bari Eating matzah has in it a What happens then? Do we say... That because it's a birchas anenin, I can be mighty in kiddush, but I cannot be mighty by pregafen. I should omit the by pregafen. Or do we say that since the only way you can make kiddush is by, on a cup of wine, and a cup of wine requires by pregafen, that the by pregafen is elevated to a birchas hamitzvah in this case? Says the Gemara. That's the most question. Says the Gemara. 
chutz, except birches halechem, birches yain, normal birches hanenin, brach and bread, brach and wine. If I'm not eating, I cannot have you in mind, uh, or any brachas of 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 pedes and so on and so forth. <clears throat> Um, so the, there's no arvus there, don't it? If I wasn't yotze, I could have you in mind. If I'm eating now um, fruits and, I, and you're about to eat it, I can have you in mind. You eat as well, and you hear the bracha, and you answer amen. You can eat based on that bracha. Once I was yotze, I cannot make the bracha again for you. So boy, Rava asked a question like we just said a minute ago. What about, let's say, the hamaytzi to do with matzah? So matzah is a mitzvah, you make alachilus matzah, but you also make hamaytzi. How do we treat that birchas of hamaytzi? Is it birchas So I cannot make the bracha for you unless I'm eating matzah myself. Or, and since I have a mitzvah eating matzah, and the only way you can eat matzah is by first making a bracha hamaytzi, so the hamaytzi becomes now same thing Same thing by Kiddush by day. How do we treat that? Mao, do we say Kivan the Mapik, since it's part of the mitzvah, so therefore it's a birchas mitzvah, I can be mitzvah. I do a bracha lav chayvu. Or maybe birchas is never a chayv. So I can be mitzvah you Kiddush about Kiddush, but by you don't have to make your own. Toshma coming here, don't but a kavi, but a puppy, but a puppy's house, having mekadish long, he's making it for us. The chiavi osi, arise, midabra, when his worker, with the sharecropper, would come in from the wild, having mekadish, make it all over again, including the boy pregoffin. So we see that why the boy pregoffin becomes part of the mitzvah. Now there's, a, there's an interesting discussion here. The Gemara gives an example of birchas halechem shamatzah. Why don't we give an example of birchas hamaitzah and shabbos? There's a chiv to eat challah on Shabbos. So can I be mighty somebody um, be mighty somebody if I already ate my own challah? Same question. Is it a birchas ha Because a mitzvah or not? So someone will say, dafke matzi. Because you have two brachas. You have the bracha sheke deshanu. Then you have bracha mighty lechem in the earth. So because you have the two brachas, the sheke deshanu turns it into a birchas ha and, and also affects the hamaiti. But when you make a bracha on challah on Shabbos, there's no other bracha, just the hamaiti. So as far as the bracha is concerned, it's only birchas hanenim. It seems that it makes no difference that even birchas chal is also considered birchas hamitzvus in this case. But others disagree, and so interesting machlokes. Then Mark concludes: Adam should not distribute bread to his guest. Elim can unless he's eating with them. He shouldn't make the bracha on it unless he's eating with them, because he cannot be mitzi birchas hanenim if you already ate the bread. But you can distribute to his children and his grandchildren. You can make the bracha for your children and for your family, not your grandchildren, sorry, for your children and your family in order to train them for uh, mitzvahs. Even because of the mitzvah, you're allowed to make the bracha for them and teach them how to make brachas, teach them how to say halal and all of those things. Hadan Allah Ru Bezan, and we continue back to Shaifa. Yom Taif shall raise Hashan, whatever Hashan falls on Shabbat and Roma Shaifer. But Migdish, I had taken in the base of Migdish, they used to blow Shaifer, Avaloib Medin, but not in the Medin. We have a fundamental argument between Rashi and the Rambam. What does Medin mean? According to Rashi, in many of the Shainim, Medin means anywhere outside the base of Migdish, including Shalim. They would not blow shofar on Shabbos. However, the Rambam learns Medina means the rest of Israel, but Yerushalayim, whenever it says Mikdash, Yerushalayim automatically is included in Mikdash. seems that they're arguing in the Kedusha of Yerushalayim. We learned there's 10 Kedushas in Israel, each one is higher than the next, but it seems, according to the Rambam, the Kedusha of Yerushalayim is so paramount 
that it's you know it's 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 in the realm of the base of Migdush. So when you say uh, Migdush, Yerushalayim is included. According to Rashi, Yerushalayim is a whole different level. It's not part of the Migdush, and therefore when it says Migdush, Yerushalayim is not included. But used to blow Shaifer. And Meshachara based on Midrash, once the base Midrash is destroyed, Hiskin Rabbi Yechel Ben Zaka, she had taken Bechol Mokum, she had by Bezin. Bechel Zaka said, wherever there's a Bezin, that's where they blew Shaifer. So Taisa wants to know, Lord of Shaifer, why is it be learning Marululav in the times of the base of Midrash when they knew exactly when the Shaifer was? They used to, everyone in the entire Israel used to go ahead and bench Luv on the first day of Sukkot, if it fell out of Shabbos. How come by Shaifer only in the base of Midrash, not everywhere else? And Tosis explains because Lulav, the level of Muksa by Lulav is a very low level. It's tiltal ba'alma. All you do is moving a little thing. And by Shafer, it's already, it's, it's a chachmahi, it's a skill, and therefore it's a higher level, a higher grade of Muksa. Now, we'll see anymore later. The reason why you're not allowed to blow Shafer and Shabbos is or Lulav, because scared you'll take it out in the street and go to Rav and ask Shilas. So scared you'll do an Isid of the Torah. So what's the relevance of the grade of Muksa? So the Rebbe therefore learns, and this is the Rebbe's uh, understanding, which Rebbe told Rabbi Zevin initially, the way Rabbi Zevin learns, the way everybody else learns, and the Rebbe changed it all around, which is amazing. And, and after the Rebbe said his chat, you look in Tyson and Shining, you see it's clear. And the Ramam, that's the only way to learn. The, the, the way everyone learns is the reason why you're not allowed to blow Shafer on Shabbos is because you might take it to the Rebbe and you'll carry on Shabbos. You might take the Lulav and carry on Shabbos. And the Rebbe said, that's not Pshat. The Pshat is the reason why you're not allowed to bench Lulav on Shabbos is because it's Muktzah. You know, I've been blow shape and shabbos because of muksa. I then you have a question. Let the mitzvah of the Torah of benching lulav or blowing shayfer push away the iser of muksa. So then I add to support the iser of muksa. I say, in addition, you might end up carrying on shabbos. So therefore, we're going to leave the muksa in this place. It's a din muksa, which is totally different than how everybody learns. But from Tasha's answer, you can clearly see that's the only way to learn. Tasha said that the level of muksa on sukkahs is lower than Shabbos. Who cares? If the problem is you might carry, who cares if the muksa at all? Even if it wouldn't be muksa, you might carry a Shabbos. If it, if, and that's the standard of the story. No. It is because we, um, <clears throat> the, um, Tasha is saying here that Isra is muksa. And because little muksa is a much lower level, and, uh, and, and, and the, you might carry Shabbos just supports the muksa. But those days, they knew exactly what to be is the mitzvah Torah to bench. You know what? Bench Lulav on Shabbos. And Shafer is a higher level of Muksa. We decided to leave it in place. Leave it. Okay. Let's continue. So, after, so on the other hand, so how come um, after everything was abolished, they continue blowing Shafer after Chobes Menish in the Bezin? And how come by Lulav we don't find that they continue benching Lulav in the Bezin? Because on the other hand, it's more important to make sure that we have some kind of a Shafer. And why is that? Because um, Shafer is there to remind Hashem of the Akedah and to have Rahmanus on us. So it's essential that we blow Shafer, especially in the first day of Hashanah, when it's the only day you have a mitzvah of Torah. And rather than Lulav, on Lulav, it's, it's not the same thing. Also, Lulav, you have so many other days that you can bench Lulav. Hashanah, basically, it's one day or only on one other day, and that's it. Anyway, the mission in the, after the Bechmer came along said, in the Bati Dini, you blow Shafer. Only in Yavna, where you had the, major, the, the leading bezin, that's the only place where they used to blow Shafer and Shabbos. Amrulai, so the third opinion came along. These are called the Tanoim of Amrulai. They said, any place where there's a bezin. In fact, you know the Rif in his bezin, so the Rif you're talking about many, many years later, no, 500 years later, he, 500 years after the Gemara closed, he used to. Um, Blow Shafer in his bezin on Shabbos because he says that a bezin, his bezin was qualified and they did it. And also, we're not worried about you might carry because the bezin would be on top of it and make sure nobody did the wrong thing. Then the Mishnah continues. But furthermore, 
Another advantage Shlaim had over Yavna. She called Shihiroya, not only Shlaim, but any city that can see Shlaim, which she mask can hear or crave and nearby, be love can come, taken can blow. But if Yavna, Allah had taken El Benubabin, Yavna didn't blow, only in the Bezdin itself and nowhere else. Now, according to the Rambam, the mission reads very nicely, and the Rambam therefore uses this as a support. Not only Yushalayim, everyone used to blow Shaifa in the Tire Shalayim, because when it says Bemigdash means Yushalayim, and Yavna only from the Besman, but another advantage is that's not just limited to Shalayim, even the environs surrounding area. But the way Rashi learned that Yushalayim, they did not blow. What do you mean another advantage of Yushalayim over Yavna? There is no advantage of Yushalayim over Yavna, because in Yavna they blew, and Yushalayim they didn't. So Taisa says it's talking about after the destruction of the base of Migdash. Um, in Shalim, they blew in, in all the all the places in Shalim. That's what Taisa says. But Rashi clearly says here, and this is the problem. Rashi says by Shalim, even while Shalim was in existence, it had another advantage by blowing a Shabbos over Yavna. So what's the first advantage? So possibly when it says it doesn't mean the base of Migdash, it means Shalim itself. Maybe there was a little period that the base was destroyed, but Shalim yet wasn't raised to the ground. And that interim period, if such a thing existed, maybe they blew Shafer in Shalim. So Shalim had an advantage over Yavna. But the way Pashup Shad is, Shalim was raised to the ground pretty much the same time as, as the base was destroyed. So Rashi is proving to be very difficult to understand. Anyway, he says, how do you know this? How do you know that a Hashanah falls on Shabbos, you don't blow? So the Gemara has one opinion that's actually from the Torah. One Pazik says, Shabbosan Zichrin Tua. One says that what's on Hashanah, it's a day that you remember the Tua. Not that you blow, but you remember it. Because you aim through the Chalim, so they're blowing. How can that be? Like Kasha. It's not a problem. Can't be Yamtiv Shachali, it's Shabbos. If Yamtiv falls on Shabbos, then it's just Zichrin Tua. You remember the Tua. You talk about it, you daven, but you don't blow it. During the week, that's when you blow. Omar Rav says, Rav, even the Raisi, if it's Mahatayda, that what? That you're not allowed to blow. It's only Zichran. What do you mean the base of Migdash that blew? The Torah said, you don't, you don't. That's question number one. Boy, and furthermore, <clears throat> it's, since it's not really a Malacha blowing Shaifra Shabbat, that means Mahatayda, you're allowed to blow Shaifra Shabbat. It's only Mukta, it's only a Chachmi is only a skill, so it's not awesome. I tell you, the Isra Krolim, which is you need a Pasik to tell me that you're not allowed to. And the way that in our version of the Gemara, the question is, why Taka would it be forbidden? If since it, it, it merely all it is is a level of, of Muksa, Chachmi, it's not a Malacha, why would the Taylor forbid blowing Shafer on Shabbos? The tongue of Yeshua will learn, it says in the passage, you shouldn't do any malacha, any toil, yotza, the exception is, kia shayfa, blowing shayfa is not also from the Torah because it's not a malacha. And also too, ridiyas apas, removing the bread. They used to put the bread in, on the side of the oven and to remove it required a skill. Big machayk is a shayin, what are we talking about? Taisa brings it, that he's talking about here, called Rabbein Hananon, that once the bread is fully baked, there's no nothing wrong with taking it out of the oven on Shabbos. We're talking about when it's still in a raw state. So if you're taking it out, you're sort of kneading it a little bit because you're pressing it, the dough, and therefore you shouldn't really be doing that. That's what a DSA pass is. Others say, even when it's fully baked, if, if, if you want it, it shouldn't crumble. The bread shouldn't fall apart or fall in. You have to have a special skill, a marda, a special kind of a tool to be able to remove it from the side of the walls. So the DSA pass, 
removal of this bread. Shehi chachma ve'enam alachas. None of these are malachas. So if they're malachas, why in the world should it be asa? Ella on my rabbis says rabbi, but the raisi mishor. Of course, you allow blood shayfar on Shabbos. But Rabbanon who the gazer, the Rabbanon will go. He said, "Kedera like Rabbi, Rabbi, hakvachem yeshayfar." Everyone is chayiv in blowing shayfar. And I call big key, and making everyone is chayiv. Now everyone is a baki in blowing the shayfar. So we are worried. Gzeira shema yiklen the biyadi. You might take it in your hand. V'yeilichetz la baki. You will go to an expert. Lilmo to learn how to blow shayfar. V'yavirenu dalat amis b'shuram. You'll carry four amis in the street. Behind the time when the Lula Sandy applies to Lula, behind the time when the Megillah Sandy, why Megillah and Shabbos, well, we make sure Purnas is on Shabbos, you don't read because you might end up carrying it. So, another reason why Lula, we, we in the olden days, they used to bench Lula the first day of Sukkot if it fell out of Shabbos, Mashain Kain Shoifer, and that is by Lula, the chances of you going to Rav is very slim. There's not much to know. You make a bracha and you give it a few shakes. Shoifer requires many dinim in a Shoifer. So, the chances of going to Rav for Rishon is far greater, and that's why. They didn't. Uh, they didn't allow even the times of the Beis Shemiz. They didn't allow everybody to blow shayfer on Shabbos. The um, Rishon already asked why it says you might carry it out. You might carry four amas in the street. What about the fact that shayfer is in your house? You might before you do the aver of carrying four amas in the street, you already transgressed another aver. It's called haitzah, taking the shayfer from your house into the street. That's already the aver. In fact, that's the first aver. So there are many answers, but the general answer is the chances of that happening are slim because going through the door, you remember, hey, Shabbos, what are we doing? How can I carry? But if it's already out in the street and you're just carrying it beyond four hours, no, no markers there, you'll forget yourself and you'll continue walking with it. On the other hand, practically speaking, it's a bit hard to understand what's your shape of doing out in the middle of the street or your rule of doing out in the street. Rashi says the reason is because Initially, when you picked up the lulav or the shayfar in your house, you thought you'll be able to do it the mitzvah. Then you realize, I don't remember the bracha, I don't remember what directions do nanuyim, I don't remember the blows of shayfar. So you take it out. So when you picked it up, which is called akira, and that's vital, in order to be liable on Shabbos, you have to pick it up, carry it, transport it, and put it down. When I did the akira, I had no intention of doing an avera. I thought I can bench lulav right here now. So therefore, when you take it outside, you will not be transgressing the avera of of carrying it out. But you will be over the avail of carrying four arms. And all the Rishonim say, what do you mean? Where's your Akira? So from here you see that Rashi, and so unfortunately we learn that Rashi holds that the law of carrying four amas has different rules than the laws of taking outside of the house. Carrying four amas in the street, as long as you picked it up, I don't care what your intention is, you're high for carrying four amas. And why is that? Because the Imam Shabbat says, where do you learn out the law for Amas? Different in contrast to all other Malachas, which you learn from the Mishkan, the carrying four amas, we learn from Halachal Meshim Messina. Because we couldn't find the precedent in the Mishkan, so the laws are very different, and many other answers. Kiva Eger has a very interesting truth. What happens if you did blow Shaifar on Shabbos? Did you fulfill a mitzvah? Now, I'll tell you there's a mitzvah. The Rabbana came along and said, We don't want you to blow Shaifar, we don't want you to bench the on Shabbos, and you did. Do the Rabbanan have the kayas to completely eradicate, to remove the mitzvah, or the Rabbanan, the mitzvah of the Torah still remains. The Rabbanan levied on Isra, on every individual, we don't want you to bench Lulav on Shabbos, we don't want you to bench Shafer. But if you did it, you still fulfill the mitzvah Mahatayr. Very interesting discussion. Anyway, we'll go through it right now. Further, Sorry, can I ask something? Yeah. Sorry? It doesn't talk about muksa in this part, so muksa would come before you even pick it up in the house. Yeah, you're right. But we say that the mitzvah of the Torah should override it, right? Should override it, or should push it away. Rabban, will they stand in the way of, 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 a, of a mitzvah and the terror? That's what the question is. So we have to reinforce it. And we reinforce it by this 
uh, this possibility that you'll be doing another Avera, bigger Avera that is carrying the straight, even though the possibility that is, is much weaker. In fact, as the, the, the Mishabura writes, we're only worried you might carry in a Shusarabim. When did they have a Shusarabim? How many places have a Shusarabim? If you believe that you need 600,000 people before an area can be constituted, can constitute a Shusarabim, when did, and historically, how often did they have that? When did it happen? And yet they took away a mitzvah from everybody because one day there'll be these large cities and one day the people you know, might have to live in an area where there's a Shusarabim. So it's, it's a weak gzeira, but coupled with a muksi, put the two together, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's continue. And all the people gathered together. were the ones the rival of Hillel, and they stepped aside and they uh, allowed Hillel to take over. And uh, Rabbi Yechonazaka was a student of Hill, so they were still around. So Rabbi Yechonazaka said to Bnei Pseidah, they, they, they were doing the Hadoid, and he said, Nitka, blow shayfet. They said, not unless first we have a debate whether you should blow shayfet, Shabbos, and so on. And even though in the times of Beis Hamidrash, we, we, you know, we, we did in the Migdash, but now there's no Beis Hamidrash. Nitka, just blow shayfet, and then we'll have a discussion. So Rosh you don't have time. After the said, no, now we did it. Let's sit down and have a debate. You ready, blue? Now everyone remembers that you're blue. That's it. You've established the halacha. You blow. Too late to have a debate. Very surreptitiously, he brought in a halacha that became halacha or a minig um, without having to debate it with the other there. They said to him, anywhere with the bezin, they used to blow shayfer. Says the Gemara, Amrulai, this third opinion, which is called Amrulai, they said, anywhere there's a bezin, isn't that Haina Tanakama, the same thing Tanakama said the same thing? But you know, Ikebe has a difference. What about Beidina da Akroi, a temporary bezin? According to Tanakama, um, you blow even by a temporary bezin. On the other hand, the Amrulai says, anywhere there's a bezin, they said, and they, they're the ones that compared it to Yavna. What do we know about Yavna? Yavna had a permanent bezin. So therefore they say, anywhere that's like Yavna that has a permanent bezin, fine, then you blow Shaifer. But it just happened to be a number of people that were Dayonim, happened to congregate in one city on Rosh Hashanah, that does not allow them to um, to uh, to blow Shaifer. So therefore, that's the difference between first Tanakama and Amruloi. <clears throat> and Rabbi Yechano is just the opposite. Um, he learns that Tanakama holds that you only that you only blow where there's a permanent best. And the Omrulai say anywhere. Anywhere means even if it's not a permanent best. Okay. We'll uh, we'll stop here and continue tomorrow. Mr.